1: shem Fleam, i play. Are you calling? my i flee play. Are you my I my play. when i flee when What this is the Merry world from earth and not depending on the world. Like this has
2: been the mercy of immemals from earth and not
1: do ya khir boy And climbed up the corporate ladder He made a buck, a bit of luck Everything fit in the pattern The wife and kids, the house they lived They were so proud he'd arranged it He said his goal, he's in control But he'd forgotten the main thing Tumbling down in a moment. It felt so strange. The world seemed changed. He suddenly couldn't control it. And now he knew he'd missed the clue. He had to think back and retrieve it. Search and find the peace of mind. That comes to a heart that's been leaving. That comes to a heart that's been leaving. There are We live our lives But how often do we remember Someone up there is taking care And we are as children forever The world is blind We need to find The meaning that hides in the cave
3: dark
0: J.M. in the a.m. Good morning all. Welcome to a Friday, Erev Shabbat Shuva here at J.M. in the a.m. That's right, it's a Friday morning on this September the 14th, day five in the month of Tishrei. The brand new year is 5779. It's Erev Shabbat Parshas Vayelech, Shabbat Shuvah, as I mentioned, candle lighting at 646 in New York. Uh, it's getting earlier and earlier, 646, your official candle lighting time. And, of course, Tuesday night, Wednesday is Yom Kippur. We are here at JM the AM Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday of next week. Matas is here Sunday with JM Sunday. And, of course, uh, Avrami tomorrow night with Saturday Night Seagull. 70 degrees outside with cloudy skies and a high of 76. Then tonight, partly cloudy and a low of 68. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high Shabbos, 80 degrees. Keeping in mind our friends in a variety of communities along the East Coast, including Charlotte and so many other Jewish communities that are being hit as we speak by the hurricane, we'll let you know if there's anything we can do to help out in the aftermath of the storm. Right now in Yushalayim, it's 77 here in New York City it's 70 as we wake up on a Friday morning Erev Shabbat here at JM in the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in. Plenty going on today. Malcolm Honle- <coughs> excuse me, Malcolm Honline, of course, will join us. We'll go through the events of the week and the weekly update. Malcolm Honline will join us. Weekly update coming up. Uh, That'll happen uh, starting at 7.40 Eastern time this morning. Uh, Sunday, a big day at Ohel Sunday morning in Brooklyn. We'll give you the details on that and encourage everyone to come on out this coming Sunday. We have other items in our community calendar as well of note. We'll get to them and speak about them coming up here at JM in the AM. Also, I'm told that Yaakov Shweki is going to join us in the 8 o'clock hour this morning with a few words about the incredible concert in Israel on Thursday night, Cholomoed, for the Friends of United Hatzalah of Israel. We'll talk about that and plenty more, of course, here at JM in the AM. So an action-packed Friday. We started with Alicia Friedman and company from Waterbury with Hayom Haras Alam. Never give up. That was Miami. Mordechai Shapiro with Hashem Melech. I thank him for joining us yesterday on JM in the AM, and I thank him for joining us yesterday during the live lunch. It was really a fun conversation. Michal Przansky with Melech Melech, Vakonim, done by Shlomo Katz from the Yom Kippur Liturgy, and of course, Regesh Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. 26 minutes before 7 o'clock, good morning, it's JM in the AM with someone I saw last night, Shim Kramer.
1: asse we see him come no We would send for the no kids who like your boy They in you Your kids boy They Yeah, hey, your boy, they are feeling noise and true, though, your boy, baby.
4: Совещено
1: i smile cute
3: to me
0: JM and the AM reveal Schwabel and die Uchuva before that Hillel Kapnik you heard ahenu with Bosch Shabbos. Osim Shuvah was David Gabe, Shlomo in there with Barosh Hashanah. Cheyenneh Friday, this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Round the world on the web at NachumSigal.com, on the NachumSigal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. News from Israel is coming up. It's Erev Shabbat Shuvah, candle lighting in New York, 646. We pray. For our brothers and sisters that are in the path of Hurricane Florence in communities along the east coast of the United States, special hello and shout out to our friends in Charlotte, North Carolina. More coming up, including news from Israel, next at JMM. Galaitzaal, Israel Army Radio 2 p.m. newscast next. Boker Toe from
2: Jam <laughs> יחממות בקבול הזה. צאל נטרל מיתאן שאמור היה לנפגו אבלוחמים סמוח לגדרה מהארחית. כתבו לנו הצ'ביי צאח ידאבוש.
5: הבוקר נטרל בופל מבוקר מיתאן שוחרר במעלחה שבועה ליד אילוחמים. בדרום רצועת הזה. זה השני שוחרר ונטרל השבועה. לא היו נפגעים ולא נגרם נזק. המות השקט המתוכה בקבול
2: הזה Hamas ממשיך לנסות לייצר פיגוית רור. מיתאן כזה בזמן, של לוני ממפтил בהירה ותרה בוקר בגנש ברחוב אנטות בכרית גת כוחות משטרה שוזקו למקום טיפלו נפגעים העליון אסתר חיות מבהירה בוקר עצמות משפטית אחריחית לקיום תפקידנו כתבתנו מוריה יאסר
6: במהלך ניום שנעשה בפני השנה האיטלקית יחסה הנסיעה לחשיבותיה של
5: עצמאות המשפט וללקחי השואה. הארובה לכך שאנחנו, אנשי המשפט, נוכל למלא את תפקידנו היא העצמאות, המערכיות והוסיפה. עצמאות זו היא אבן היסוד בבניינה של כל רשות שופטת במדינה דמוקרטית. לדבריה, אחת התובנות החשובות בעקבות מלחמת העולם השנייה, היא עד כמה חשובה ההגנה על זכויות אדם, על כבודו ועל חירותו.
2: ברيكا אישרל toute הצהה אסד על מאוזם מרדים מאחרון באידליב, נסיר רוסי אפטין והמיתות ה turki ארדואן יבקשו בשבועה הבא כדי לדון בatti סוריה. כתבתנו יערה אגמי חורי.
6: הקרמלין אישר ששני המנהיגים יפגשו בסוצ'י שברוסיה ביום שני. שר של טורקיה הבהיר שהשניים ידונו במשבר בסוריה. בשבוע שעבר נפגש נשיא טורקיה ארדואן עם נשיא רוסיה פוטין ועם נשיא איראן רוחני בתהרן, על מנת על עתיד סוריה, אך עד כה הם לא הצליחו להשיג הפסקת אש במערכה על מאוז המורדים האחרון במדינה, מחוז אידליב.
2: למרות עלייה נוספת במדד מחירי הדירות של הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה קיימת ירידה בחשוב השנתי, כתבנו לענייני כלכלה ניטאי ענבי. מדד מחירי הדירות עלה בחודשים יוני ויולי בשלוש עשריות האחוז, אך בחישוב שנתי ירד בחצי האחוז. מדד מחירי הדירות החדשות עלה בארבע עשריות האחוז, כששלושים אחוז מהעסקאות הכלולות בו היו בתוכנית מחיר למשתכן. עליות מחירים נרשמו במחוזות תל אביב, המרכז, ירושלים והצפון, וירידות בחיפה וב� קורא כאן פלורנס בארצות הברית, לפחות מאה וחמישים בני אדם לחודים בשטפונות מאז שעות הבוקר. כתבתנו
6: הרשויות המקומיות פועלות למנת לחלץ 150 אנשים לפחות שנלכדו בשיתפונות בהוריקן בנוסף ל200 בני אדם שכבר חולצו עד כה. הוריקן פלורנס יגיע לקרויינה הצפונית בזמן הקרוב, וחברות וימים אורחות חזקות וגשמים כבדים בחמויות של אד מטר, אפל פי שיערד לדרגה אחת. על פי הקלא תקשורת המקומיים, יותר מ אלף בני אדם מנותקים מהחשמל.
2: ומקביל במערב האוקיינוס השקט, סופת הטייפון מאנדקוט מאימתה על חופי הפיליפינים של קישלו מאוד כמש, חברת אלאל ביטלה שתי טיסות בקו תל אביב הונג קונג בעקבות האסופה צפויה שעל פי הערכות תשפיע על 37 מיליון בני אדם ומזג אוויר אצלנו רגוע, קצת סתבי ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות בלילה אף קיים סיכוי לגשם מקומי, מחר ללא שינוי אלה החדשות שעורכת גוני כהן בעצבת גלי יוזביץ' ומאיה יוניסיאן
7: We've been returned to Israel and are like dreamers. All the leaders of the world are trying to understand how, while our people flood back in from all the nations and after centuries of tears, we see you, Hashem, in everything and await your warm embrace of full redemption.
4: (tries) Am
1: hazak, kam shel dusha, eshemuna, <tries> gam yesh tikva, veha derech odhi aroka. 70 سنه في <speaking in the language> As Tate Mame in die junge Joden, Seinen Hossen und kalle geworden, Seinen See herein zum Reben, Sein Broch ist zu nehmen. Und Otte die Broche, hat der Rebe sie gegeben. Mach lichtig und warm, Arum sich, Arum sich lichtig und warm. Wetter Rebe, der Wei machen lichtig, lichtig und warm Wei Mach lichtig und warm, Arum sich, Arum sich lichtig und warm. Let the rivers of the valley make them light. Light Hey. Rum, see, a rum, lichtig, de lichtig, Lichtig, is warm.
0: J.M. and the A.M. Friday morning on this Erev Shabbos Parshas Vayelech. It's Erev Shabbos Shuvah, everybody, here at J.M. and the A.M. Uh, Lichtig Envarim is the brand-new uh, single from Benny Friedman. Before that, you heard Yisrael Bil Vavot, the brand-new selection for 5779 from FDD and proudly from our uh, Jewish Unity Initiative chairman, Mr. Simon Jacob, about the uh, the debt of gratitude that we must have toward the one above for Eretz Israel and the state of Israel after 70 years. J.M. and the A.M. Friday. Well, our good friend, Rebetzin, Dr. Adina Schmidman, is with us live via telephone. She leads the OU Women's Initiatives, and there's a very interesting Shabbos coming up starting tonight. Shabbos Shuva. Rebetzin, Dr. Adina Schmidman, Shana Tova to you, and welcome back to J.M. and the A.M.
8: Thank you, Shana Tova. I'm excited to be back.
0: I appreciate that. You, you've you entitled this 21st Century Teshuvah, and the reason it uh, it hits home for me is because you're featuring Sivan Rachav Meir, the Israeli television anchor who is uh, well-known in Israel and is becoming more and more well-known around the world. She has a book, as you know, uh, on the Torah portion of the week, on Parsha Shavuah. And I don't know who translated it into English, but whoever did really, really made it easy for the 21st century person who's looking for a for a direct, relatively easy to read Dvar Torah on Shabbos to, in fact, get just that. You you have any idea? By the way, you have any idea who worked with her on the English version of it? You know what? I'm walking
8: to my bookshelf. I' will see. <laughs> I wonder because
0: it's done so well. I can imagine the Hebrew. Uh, knowing her background, is uh, pretty solid as well. And now the OU and the uh, OU Women's Initiative uh, presents 21st Century chuva with Sivan Rahab Meir, a synergy of media and meaning. You get an opportunity on Shabbos Chuva weekend starting tonight to enjoy her uh, incredible presentations. It begins uh, actually tomorrow, Shabbos uh, at Great Neck Synagogue. She'll speak after davening um, uh, tomorrow morning. The Young Israel of uh, of Great Neck. Oh, excuse me. She'll be at Great Neck Synagogue after Davening and then at the Young Israel of Great Neck at 5.15 tomorrow afternoon. Then Saturday night, tomorrow night, she'll be at the Young Israel of West Hempstead, which starts at 8.45 p.m. And then Sunday at Congregation Manei Shurin in Teaneck beginning at 10 a.m. And then the Young Israel of Lawrence Cedarhurst, starting at 8 p.m. on Sunday night. Tell me, uh, Rebidson, Dr. Adina Schmidman, how did this... Uh, relationship between the OU Women's Initiative and Sivan Rahav Meir develop?
8: So when she came in for Torah New York in April, we were really excited that she was here in the United States, and we uh, were able to bring her to Philadelphia that Shabbos Mm. right before Torah New York. So we had the opportunity to spend Shabbos with her. Uh, She was in our home and introduced her to our community the community came out in droves to hear her. She is so beloved in Israel. She's clear, she's accessible, she's warm, and she was thrilled to connect with the Orthodox community here in the United States, and she loves people, and that came through very, very apparently.
0: It's amazing. She's got an unbelievable presentation. Um, there's. You just said it. You said clear. She's direct and clear and easy to understand and believe it or not, her English, which you'd expect you know, wouldn't be that great because of her background, is pretty good actually, wouldn't you say?
8: It's quite good. Yeah. It's quite good and she's, she smiles all the way through her presentations and is able to connect with her audience in a very unique
0: way. Do, um, does she present everything that I just mentioned for this weekend, does she present in English? yes wow that's pretty yes. impressive frankly
8: very impressive very impressive I just got off the phone with her just now and she is so thrilled to be here it is a whirlwind trip she landed this morning at 5 a.m and she is on a flight back to Israel at 1 p.m 1 a.m. Sunday evening yeah so I she's, see you- she's just Hitting New York with a with a, with enthusiasm and with excitement and is really uh, so happy to be here.
0: Yeah, I figured she's going from the Angazul of Lawrence Cedarhurst uh, to the airport. Everybody out there, listen carefully. 21st century Chuva with Sivan Rahav Meir. And again, I can't tell you how much we enjoy her work each and every week. She speaks live and in person to, uh, tomorrow at the Great Neck Synagogue, right after shul, right after davening. Again, that's at the Great Neck Synagogue. Then tomorrow afternoon at 5.15 5, p.m. at the Young Israel of Great Neck. Saturday night, tomorrow night at the Young Israel of West Hempstead. Sunday, Congregation B'nai Shuren and Tenex starting at 10 a.m. at the Young Israel of Lawrence Cedarhurst beginning at 8 p.m. And information, go to ou.org uh, slash Sivan1, ou.org slash Sivan1. You know, I w- I- I'm tempted to say, Rebitson, that Sivan Rahav Meir is giving five Shabbat Shuvah drushes, but I'm sure, but I'm sure someone in this audience would, would then object that I've actually utilized that term for a female Torah scholar.
8: We'd like to think of it as words of inspiration. We can uh, and uh, it, however you want to frame it sounds
0: good to so, me. So you, so you, like I are not taking that risk, huh? You
8: know what? It, it, this is we're trying to. Contribute positively yep. and uh, yep. through contribution, not commotion.
0: Are men invited to these presentations?
4: Yes. Oh, they very
0: good. All right. Yes. Uh, look, you, you're on an amazing role. Uh, when you announced the Rosh Chodesh initiative, I thought it was brilliant. And I guess there's one coming up in three weeks, right? I would assume.
8: Rosh Chodesh comes once a month. Yeah. So we're excited about that. We have a Simplest Torah initiative where we are asking sure to host local scholars in residence during the. Simchas Torah morning, Alios slot. Nice. So we're we're very excited about that. It it opens up an opportunity for women to learn Torah, Simchas Torah morning, and be engaged.
0: Uh, it, it, and this this whole Shabbat Shuvah weekend uh, with Sivan Racha Meir, yet another uh, a piece to an amazing uh, a run that you're on, so to speak. And I say congratulations to you on that. You didn't notice who's responsible for the English translation, did you? I did.
8: I see it right here. It is. Thank you for circling that. Chava okay. will
0: chancey. Mm, nice job. Gets all the credit. I, I don't know if I don't know if you spend time with the book at all, but we do on a weekly basis, and I just find it to be uh, perfect for all ages. I mean, she's just you know th- delivers a great message, multiple messages each and every week, and each and every one of them simple to understand and really easy to uh, to discuss. Uh, with every age group at the Shabbos table, so
8: well she's she's all over. I mean, she a thousand people at a week in person weekly sheer forty thousand followers on her WhatsApp groups, 1, a people following her on Facebook, and she writes a weekly column in Yedioth Ahronot on the parsha. So she really is uh, ubiquitous now in in you know Israel social media, and we're we're I'm looking forward and I hope the community is to hear how we can use these tools for positive things and and you're an example of that really <laughs> in your radio program of taking taking media and and using it positively oh. so th- thank you for all you do
0: <laughs> I appreciate that very much everybody out there take advantage Sivan Rahav-Meir is in town Rebbitson Schmidman has confirmed that she has landed in New York <laughs> Tomorrow, Great Neck Synagogue in the morning. Young Israel of Great Neck at 5.15. Saturday night, tomorrow night, Young Israel of West Hempstead starting at 8.45. And then Sunday in Teaneck at 10 a.m. at B'nai Isherin. And then at the Young Israel of Lauren Cedarhurst before she leaves. That's at 8 p.m. on Sunday night. Information about all of this, ou.org slash Sivan1, ou.org slash Sivan1. If you don't have the book, what's the name of the book? I I don't have it in front of me. What's the name of the book?
8: Hashtag
0: Parsha. There you go. Hashtag Parsha. Now you see how 21st century it is. If you don't have the book, folks, uh, we completely recommend it. Check it out and enjoy. Rebbetzin, I take this opportunity to wish you and your family and everybody a eh? Shana Tova. Thanks so much for joining us and continued success. Every time you uh, announce a new program, it seems to be a successful one, which is amazing.
8: I see. It's your, uh, it's it's this partnership. So thank you for all you do. And Adum HaKasim over to you and your family.
0: Appreciate that very much. Robinson, Dr. Adina Schmidman, OU Women's Initiative. Um, a great debt. Sivan Rachav Meir, this weekend, starting tomorrow morning at the Great Neck Synagogue. J.M. in the A.M., 23 minutes after 7 o'clock. Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He'll join us coming up at 7.40 Eastern time this morning. Rabbi Yudin, of course, and plenty more. Keep it right here at JM in the AM. (laughs)
1: Tashan leba kan di Shuga ultan ban ni Khizya la <laughs> shashana wa metuka kesukazi Aksham nisharti bimakallab li shakl We are and Chaia. We are all together. شوف شبعوا كبار اجياء فاني toi va ye shlee ye
3: toi
0: J.M. in the AM. Chizku is done by uh, Mordechai Shapiro. Words from this week's Parsha. Thank you, Mark Zamek, for the reminder on that one. Thanks to Mordecai Shapiro. Joined us yesterday during J.M. in the AM and joined us yesterday during the live lunch. Had a great time with him. Uh, Miami had Dora Dora. You heard Ari Goldwagon there with Moshe and Shoshana. Solomon Brothers, for that brand new single here at J.M. in the AM. Malcolm Holmline, minutes away here with the weekly update coming up. Reminder again. Sivan, Rachav, Meir, in five presentations this Shabbos. Uh, Great Neck Synagogue tomorrow morning. Young Israel of Great Neck tomorrow afternoon. Saturday night at the Young Israel of West Hempstead. Sunday at Congregation Menei Shuren in Teaneck and the Young Israel of Lawrence Cedarhurst. Teaneck at 10 a.m. Young Israel of Lawrence Cedarhurst at 8 p.m. Information, ou.org slash Sivan1. ou.org slash Sivan1. Thanks to Robinson Schmidman uh, for joining us earlier on the air. Much appreciated. A couple of other reminders. First of all, Shabbat Shuva Dresher for Teens takes place with Rabbi Adler uh, at Renat tomorrow in Teaneck following the uh, Hot kiddish after the 9 a.m. Teen Minion. then the Dresher with Rabbi Wiener starts at, se- at 6.45 p.m. tomorrow at the Beth Abraham Social Hall in Bergenfield, New Jersey. Information, you can contact TABC on that. Also, uh, uh, annual community Yom Iyun for Mayanot Yeshiva High School uh, they invite everybody to be there this coming Sunday at my anode from 9.30 in the morning until 12.30. The keynote address by, by Mrs. Rifka Kahan, Sin and Redemption in Gan Aden. Um, additional shurum will be offered by distinguished faculty, including uh, Mrs. Gabrielle Berger, Dr. Osher Cohen, Rabbi Jeremy Donath, Mrs. Yael Weil, Rabbi Dr. Jay Goldman, Mr. Avi Mandel, and Rabbi Avi Herzog. It's open to men and women in the community. The event sponsored by the Stamen family for the art side of Mr. Stamen's father, Shalom Tzvi and aaron Shalom Stamen of Blessed Memory. And um, information about all of this, contact Rabbi Prince at Mayanot Yeshiva High School or go to mayanot.org, mayanot.org for information. Um, what else do we have here? The annual half-day trip of inspiration to local Kivrit Sadikim is taking place. This coming Sunday, September the 16th, beginning at 9.15, go to InspirationalTrips.com. Again, that's InspirationalTrips.com for information. Rabbi Yisachar Fran, this Sunday night at 8 p.m. at the Young Israel of Flatbush, 1012 Avenue I, for the annual Chuva Drusher, sponsored by Just One Life. That's happening at the Young Israel Flopbush Flatbush on Sunday night. YU, Yeshiva University Center for the Jewish Future, and REITS presents Perspectives on Shuvah. This coming Sunday, starting at 9.30 in the morning, with Dr. Jacob J. Schachter, and then breakout section uh, sessions with a variety of faculty members and rabbeim, uh happening on Sunday up at Yeshiva University. Information about the program, it's um, kolelyomrishon.org. Kolelyomrishon.org. And just trying to see what else we have here. Um, the annual REITS yomi Iyona Marathon of Torah happens in the Gluck-based Medrash up at West 185th Street. The live stream will go from 10 a.m. until 7 p.m. on Monday and then 8.30 p.m. until 12.45 a.m. Uh, on Tuesday, believe it or not. That's right. It's going to go all the way from from um, Monday, September to 17th through Tuesday from 7 a.m. to 1 a.m., uh, YU org slash live, YU org slash live for information later. We'll speak of the Shweki scheduled to join us, talk about the concert in Israel. Lots of stuff coming up, plenty more happening if you keep it here at JM in the AM. as i've said i think that could be an amazing anthem for the shabbos project and we'll be there as you know the big jewish unity event that we are presenting next is in johannesburg and it's happening on the night of october the 25th quote unquote era the shabbos project uh johannesburg the birthplace of course of the shabbos project plenty more details between now and then october 25 everybody make sure thursday afternoon here in america you're set to uh, look in and see what's happening in Johannesburg. It's going to be an amazing Jewish unity concert. Simple as that. Friday morning, of Shabbos, candle lighting 646 here in New York. Our thoughts and prayers with our brothers and sisters and everybody who's in the path of Hurricane Florence hitting a lot of communities around the uh, East Coast. Uh, and We certainly have everybody in mind. We'll let you know if we hear from communities in terms of help that can be given in the aftermath of the storm. Uh, reminding everybody about jewishworldreview.com. Check them out every single day and every single week. An opportunity to print out so many thousands of articles about Israel and the Jewish world before Shabbos and check it out and uh, enjoy it at jewishworldreview.com. And our friends at onlysimchas.com reporting amazing news from around the Jewish world, including some of the stuff that we feature here on them That's much appreciated. Go to onlysimchas.com, check out their new feed, news feed every single day. Malcolm Honline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, joins us Friday mornings for the weekly update here at JM and the AM. Mr. Honline, Shana Tova, Gemarcha Hasimatova. Happy, healthy and sweet New Year to you. And to you and everyone,
9: Gemarcha We need a good year, be a challenging year for sure.
0: <laughs> that is for sure. I don't know exactly uh, what happened around the country yesterday, but I know some of our local races here in the New York area went. I think as the Jewish community would expect. Anything, anything that caught your eye post election day or primary day yesterday?
9: Well, it's not about the individual races uh, so much. I don't think there were any major surprises, except uh, uh, some of the incumbents lost on the statewide on the assembly uh, races. Um and I think there are a couple of things. One, people have to be very careful before they rush to judgment about candidates that we have to really find out what people believe in many cases you know they they didn't express views on Israel. People assumed that the that they were hostile and I think you'll find in some of the cases it's not true, but there is a trend in the country that is of great concern, and that is that we are seeing people elected to Congress uh at least half a dozen maybe more. Who will form a nucleus of a group? And they and they are coming together as a group to that will uh, certainly be a vocal and visible uh, element. I think the Congress overall will be very strong. The new Congress, uh, despite a lot of the predictions um, that some of the people who are likely to win are more supportive than the people they're replacing, but in a number of cases and in what. I think people are discerning as a trend in terms of, especially on the very left of the Democratic Party, but also on the very right of the Republican Party, really disturbing um, direction and and concern about what the next generation, what their views are going to be, and those who, who are going to come into office increasingly in the coming years. And um, we have to, to understand it. We have to make sure that we keep Israel as a bipartisan issue, that the partisanship and divisiveness uh, be addressed. And, and while there's some things involved in it that we, we can't change or that uh, are not rooted in facts but in, in ideologies and, and often in ignorance, uh, there, is, there is this on the horizon, and I'm sure we're going to be discussing it many times in the coming year.
0: And uh, obviously what would be best is if both sides of the aisle continue to have this, uh, um, I don't want to say sympathy, but certainly a positive attitude, let's put it that way, toward Israel. But
9: there will be a continuing and a strong majority in the Congress that will be pro-Israel. Certainly the administration has uh, demonstrated that, but you know there's also so much partisanship that if the administration is for something many people will be against it. If um, Then there is you know the media feeds this this frenzy often um and even with a and, and there can be legitimate differences but there's there's a, a different atmosphere it seems than what we've known in the past it's um uh, again a congress that will be supportive. you saw the things that were voted the the thirty eight billion dollars uh defense bill for Israel now the voting for the um Uh, Adopting the 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 definition of anti semitism and the special envoy bill that was uh, passed uh, by the House this uh, in the last forty eight hours, I mean they're all indicators of of the continuing support on on the. (laughs) Issues of concern, the specific concern, but also the general
0: issues. Yeah, my point was that the um, often we take it for granted. In order to maintain this, it requires work, and I think it's an important message to remind everybody about.
9: Exactly, and now's the time for people who, who complained yesterday that they couldn't register, they didn't couldn't vote because they weren't registered. Now's the time, and and we should not do it just because an election is coming up, but on an ongoing basis to to sustain. Uh, voter registration drive, voter education, our yeshivas have to do more to educate kids about civic responsibility and uh, help them uh, understand the process and why they should be part of it.
0: Did you read any of the analyses about 25 years since the Oslo Accords were signed?
9: Uh, I've seen a number of them, That uh, some that say oh, it's dead, and thank God that for that. Others saying, well, it's still the underpinning of uh, Middle East policy. Uh, trying to draw analogies to what what the um, initiatives they're underway now, which are not appropriate, I think it's very different. Um, but I've seen the, across the board every kind of analysis that one could
0: imagine, and every kind of rereading of history uh, over the last 25. years. I mean, some of those, court. some of those who are um, who are analysts in this area forget many many different facts of the last quarter of the century, including intifadas that have taken place and terror attacks that dominated some of those eras, including the era immediately after the signing of the Oslo Accords, you'll recall. Uh, And in addition to that, there's some that seem to have a tinge of sarcasm that Israel uh, has completely benefited from all this in terms of services they no longer have to provide for Palestinians and things like that, while of course the other side has not uh, gained at all? If anything, they have suffered in the last 25 years. And who would have thought uh, that this arrangement would uh, would would lead to additional suffering among those who are already, uh, you know, being occupied, so to speak, by Israel? And this is again an area where people who who have who have lived through the facts, right? People who hopefully, uh, you know, for for them this was a current event. Uh, that they remember 25 years ago have to respond with letters to the editor, with you know responses on talk radio, etc. Uh, because it, it's be- because now this piece of history is becoming a big piece of propaganda.
9: Well first of all not, not everybody's lost. I mean there are a lot of people benefited a lot from the tens of billions of dollars that were poured into the PA. Certainly a boss like Arafat uh, and, and their children have benefited to become wealthy people uh by siphoning off uh, a lot of the assistance that you referenced and that the the reforms that, and measures that were taken were, were things that were long in the works and had long been considered and pursued including closing the PLO office uh, I would say not so much in terms of the hospitals, but in terms but UNRWA and the demands to reform the Human Rights Council, the uh, the abuse of the UN by the Palestinians, which is ongoing and continuing now as it was then, uh, going back to to Durban and going back even before Oslo. But Oslo was supposed to cure a lot of these things and refocus the attention. And you see that the that the Palestinians still refuse to sit down seriously to negotiate. That they uh, are are. Uh, threatening in all sorts of ways to go to the international criminal court and I think John Bolton's very strong and effective uh, retort to that and his uh, statement uh, essentially saying to the international court bring it on but you're not going to threaten us or our allies and specifically mentioning Israel and and inhibit our right to to self-defense so the you know these diversionary tactics uh, continue uh, uh, virtually ac- across the board when it comes to the to the PA and the uh, the report, there was a report that the White House uh, offered five billion dollars to Abbas to come and negotiate, and they have made it clear that 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 was uh, that was not true. I think for five billion dollars, he probably would have been there within 15 minutes, because uh, you know there's always been an incentive when they they benefit. But he clearly is not interested in negotiations. He's not interested in. Um, regardless of the cost to his own people and the measures that are being taken many people have written will will actually bring more pressure and hopefully make peace more likely just as the reform of UNRWA um, you know will will end this uh, continuing uh, placement of the Palestinians, generation after generation, in the subservient position, and in and not allowing them to to live full lives and the, the discrimination they suffer in most of the Arab countries where they reside, not allowed to have uh, most jobs and and uh, to to contribute to society. So, you know, people jump and take it on a superficial uh, level, but I think that they that a closer examination of this and time will obviously be a greater dictator of uh, of what the ultimate impact and
0: a- outcome will be but Ab- Ab- Abbas is the one who brought this to the attention of the of the media right this uh, erroneous deal or, or supposed deal uh, about the five billion dollars and I assume it was an aid, right I
9: claimed it and um, I don't know if it's to show that he you know the sacrifice he's making but the problem is that the sacrifices of the Palestinian people it's like the BDS campaign, which uh, the, inst- instigated by the PA, supported by the PA, you know that they condemn the loss of jobs uh, because of what, right. but the Palestinians
0: <laughs> who lose the jobs. Yeah, understood, and it's but, because of them. But am I am I wrong that this has not been done in the past? Am I wrong that essentially, maybe not in the form of the deal the way Abbas described it, but essentially, haven't we brought the PA to the negotiating table? You know, I don't want to say bribery, but with, with cash payments, with financial aid, wasn't that the, the sole incentive they ever had to sit at the table? But that
9: was, and that was very much related to, to the Oslo course. It was related to subsequent uh, so I don't know. And, and very generous offers yeah, so that I, they that they uh, rejected, both from Almert uh, and Barak. If we remember the Annapolis uh, discussions, so many other things where the opportunities were were almost limitless for them and the international community was prepared to put up, and did put up, the Europeans, others, uh, so many billions of dollars uh, without any in- outcome, without any investment. And You hear it from the Arab leaders saying we've, "We, it's a kleptocracy. We, we keep pouring in money. You don't see any benefit. There's no... All the industrial zones were, were destroyed. Everything... All of those initiatives have been... Uh, emerged, have produced virtually nothing. And uh, and you look at the Israeli Arabs, on the other hand, there's a thousand percent increase in those in, involved in high tech. You see the changes in in the societies and driving around Israel, seeing the new houses and stuff that they built. I'm not saying everything is ideal, but I am saying that it's a very right. different circumstance, and the it could be different today uh, for people whether in Gaza or elsewhere. And the you know we should remind people the demonstrations which continue and they even are adapting new tactics of sending rafts with burning tires into israeli waters uh, hoping
0: to hit you know the israeli
9: shore in other
0: words they want to oh, they literally want to want to cause damage on the docks of israel whatever yeah, on the docks the beaches the this right. pollution yeah hey, i didn't it's, realize uh, i'm saying and to myself and it carries
9: uh, you know the, the they're filled with um, um, liquids or other things that are flammable uh, but, but the point is that they that they're continuing the attempts to to break into the border and stuff But the Hamas itself says it has nothing to do with right of return or anything. They said that this was uh, the march of the right of return. They said it was a diversion because of the internal tensions, because they couldn't produce. The people have no electricity. They don't have clean water. The jobs are are almost uh, unheard of. I think it's 60 percent unemployment. Uh, And the reason that others are employed is because they're on the payroll for the government. I think 40 percent or more of the people work, uh, probably much more for the government. Um, and the, the breakup of the talks that, the, that that even Egypt has thrown up its hands and said we're not going to negotiate uh, anymore. So before people you know yell at the administration and and the, the measures that it has taken, they should look at the reality on the ground. And that maybe there needs to be this kind of shock treatment if, if to to get people to realize that what's at stake the Palestinian people by overwhelming numbers the polls that came out. Um, uh, 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 are really remarkable. I think two thirds said they want a boss to resign, and uh, uh, about sixty percent, I think, it was say they can't. Uh, that they are afraid of cre- criticizing the PA because of the consequences. And it was close to eighty percent, I remember, um, talked about the perceived corruption in the PA institutions. So the the reaction of the people is very clear that they see through some of these shams.
0: Yeah, I mean, mo- mo- again, mostly concerned about the relationship with Hamas, right? If you took Hamas completely out of the picture, they may think differently of the uh, future of the PA.
9: Actually, about 60, 62, 63 percent, if I'm remembering right, uh, said that uh, that they oppose Abbas's position that Hamas has to turn over the guns. You know, one government, one gun, mm-hmm. uh, and and including the security sector and weapons. Because they don't trust them and that they don't want to see Hamas disarmed.
0: Mm. Uh, by the way, for the record on the Abbas five billion dollar thing, I believe it, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's anything different than the US government's been doing all these years, uh, as much as the United States administration is denying the entire thing. I, I think it's honestly, I think it's reasonable <laughs> for I, I don't see what, what the problem is in, in offering some type of incentive. No,
9: if, you, if you're offering a bribe to somebody to say, if you do this, we're going to give you five billion dollars. Which has been too often attacked to to buy off people, and we've made, and Israel has made tremendous sacrifices as well in these kind of negotiations. Um, and uh, you know that the cuts that are being made are the opposite, the flip side of that coin, where they're trying to pressure them to negotiate by uh, by taking these measures, but also to end. It's a corrupt system when you have special committees of the UN. Uh, devoted just to propagandize for the Palestinians and spend millions and millions of dollars around the world just on that. There's no other country in the world that is subject to that, as as well as the the special item at the Human Rights Council, the constant resolutions of condemnation, the the UNRWA set up, the the whole infrastructure, that that 30,000 people employed by UNRWA, while the High Commissioner on Human Rights, who treats all the other refugees around the world, has 7,000 people. And, and in in fact, the polls, (coughs) the studies that have been done now say there are about 30,000 people, Palestinians, who fit the generally accepted definition of refugee. It's the only case where generation after generation of people from the outside can be added to the roles. uh, And now 5.5 million, I think, that UNRWA identifies as as,
0: uh, Palestinian refugees. And with all that in mind, the United Nations session starts... uh... Next week, I believe, or the 25th of September. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard and listener-sponsored digital radio. round the world, the web at com, on the NahumSingle Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. This is not the first time that Washington has ordered the closure of the PLO office in Washington, right?
9: Well, am I, am hasn't I, it hasn't happened yet. We had, uh, it was done before. I mean, there was no reason why this uh, PLO office. This was one of the outgrowths of uh, of Oslo as well. Uh, the PLO, um, you know, was a terrorist organization. Many will say is a terrorist organization, and um, they changed the name to the PA. It, it, it was was supposed to wipe clean all of this, and yet we see their continuing support too often for terrorist activities and continuing to honor the martyrs and and the, and the terrorists. Who who kill Jews, and the more they kill, the more they they get. Uh, This is outrageous practice. So the P.L.O. office really has has no uh, function and no real meaningful role. And if there's no negotiations and they're not doing anything to encourage it, the administration said that um, well, we're gonna you know there's no reason to keep it open. It it is a concession to them and closing it, I think, the, the um, a, 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 in, in light of the fact that they're refusing to meet, that the PA is refusing to meet with the U.S. negotiators. Seems to make sense.
0: Um, did, in fact, the uh, Israelis sell the Iron Dome missile defense system to Saudi Arabia? I do not know. I mean, it's not that far-fetched. I didn't get commission, so I don't know. It's not that far-fetched an idea, right?
9: I mean, of course not, and and Israel is selling a lot of stuff to to a lot of Arab countries, um, technology and and uh, security, but also in terms of tactics, in terms of advice and other things. Uh, it, it has become more and more natural, in uh, and you know now the the oil pipeline that's being laid that will go to Jordan and from Jordan to Egypt and elsewhere will further enhance that cooperation and and relationships, and the um, so. Is it possible that they sold them the technology, or, or actually the the system?
0: Uh, I would not say it's out of question. But Israel had no choice but to publicly deny it, right? They couldn't let that rumor stay out there without a, without a statement, right? But I think,
9: well, maybe denial is true. Sometimes, See, Michael,
0: you know, you know the, true too. there's an impression among regular people like me that Iron Dome has, is like a is sort of like a partnership between the U.S. and Israel. That in order to do that, they'd probably need U.S. permission. Is that? Is that at, yeah, or, is I that, think that's true. That is true. Well, um, it's certainly a joint project, and I,
9: and in other circumstances, they would need to be. It would need approval. So maybe the United States is selling it. Right. Um, that that could be more likely, but uh, it is definitely and continues to be. And it was funded again in this thirty-eight billion dollar package, which uh, was passed by the Congress, and again shows bipartisan support for Israel uh, continues. And you know, as the members look at the region, and that's one of the reassuring things is that as they as they look at the developments, you know, what we're facing now in Idlib, um, it's a very complicated circumstance. But you have Russia, uh, Iran, Assad lining up on one side; uh, Turkey, actually, in this case, is on the other side because they want also go after the Kurds, and they're setting up a scenario. I think for them to do it, saying that the Kurds are aligning with the um, with the Assad government against the rebels. You have 3 million people living there. You probably have 50, 70,000 uh, rebels and, and affiliated groups. The United States is still fighting ISIS in the region, and we have troops there, and we've warned them about the, the other side about uh, endangering the American troops. But the the each side is setting up circumstances uh, and I think I mentioned uh, a week ago that uh, the announcement that the rebels had brought chemical weapons into Idlib, to me, was not uh, reasonable. It didn't, it didn't sound right, but it does sound like an attempt to create a justification for them to do it and to say the other side had chemical weapons, the kind of lies and setups that they have done done before. And we know that at least three times this year already the Syrian forces have used uh, uh, chemical weapons in in their battles. So that they, got, that got that, very
0: little publicity, right?
9: That got very little uh, publicity, and and, <laughs> I, and I cite this because they're they're all complicated situations. Everything right now is so interrelated with uh, uh, you know the Russians oppose the sanctions, but they benefit from the sanctions against Iran on oil because they're trying to sell their own oil uh, more and more, and right now they're aligning themselves with turkey with iran even though with turkey the three way leadership meeting didn't produce uh, uh didn't didn't seem to produce much and the uh, you know that they the relied on the europeans to the, the Iranians were relying on the Europeans to do stuff. Mark Mogherini, the foreign minister for the EU, said they're going to continue to defend JCPOA as it collapses right in front of their very eyes. And and you see the sanctions, and with the big sanctions, you have to come November 4th uh, on oil uh, really having an across-the-board uh, impact on, on Iran, on its capabilities. It can still afford to support the terrorist operations and have these tens of thousands of militia there and building but their people are are suffering for it. they don't have water they don't have jobs the the drought in the country is, is devastating and the failure to invest in water systems and they steal the water from Iraq 40% of Iraq's water is being diverted now they're talking about putting their missiles there i think that there's also a set up here for Iraq over the attack on their uh, the Basra consulate uh, could be a pretext for them to be able to to exert great pressure and presence um, in in, uh, in Iraq as well
0: go back for a second because we, we keep uh, hearing about what's happening in the southwest portion of Syria but now you're obviously referring to the, the northwest portion that the you know all these debates are about so both those regions both regions Northwest Southwest were filled with refugees right would that, that would be accurate right and yeah. that, and now the question is, what's happening? So already we've been told that Assad has moved into the southwest region, right? That was the reason we mentioned last week that Israel essentially shutting down the whole humanitarian aid area uh, that they were so famous for over the last five years, correct?
9: Well, also because the uh, rebels, are, it's the Syrian army has returned to the area right. and the rebels are out and they were helping the people. So so is it, a,
0: is it a similar situation in the northwest? Basically the same thing is happening now he moves there as well? Yes, takes... uh,
9: the Iranians. That Assad? Yes, Assad yeah. is moving in to take control. This is the last area, really, under rebel control, mm-hmm. and the Russians obviously are are, are backing them, and, um, and the um, and the Russians even have warned the United States that the uh, of the attacks that are going to come in this uh, in this area. There's going to be nowhere for the refugees the to go about it, and you know that they did this massive war games involving, uh, they they did massive war games in Russia as a show of force, claiming 300,000 fighters and, you know, countless others, including some Chinese forces. But they also did uh, naval exercises near Syria and have increased their capacity uh, as they build up for this uh, final uh, attack against it, because they want Assad to take control. I don't think they want the Iranians... uh, to be in control and the uh, so that they have to walk a very tight line here but they you know and it's always their interests that come first
0: there will be nowhere for the refugees to go at this point
9: that's exactly right there's no place for them to go they they turkey doesn't want them and in fact push back people uh, if they're unhappy with um um to do uh, to, if, with the circumstances, and you know, for him, the big issue, of course, is the Kurds, uh, much more than the uh, other issues. But he, I think, there are, are three million refugees in in uh, Turkey, or some huge number, and uh, you know, he could start forcing them back across the border. You know, the casual, a
0: greater humanitarian crisis. The casual observer might accurately surmise that Syria has this, this is the most powerful Syria has been in years.
9: Absolutely. They they have retaken a lot of these areas. The question is whether they can sustain it. To what degree have the militias uh, infiltrated, the Shiite militias infiltrated, the Syrian forces who are exhausted, and we know that they they, they put on the Syrian uh, uniforms. Um, this is a special concern nearer to the border, both with the Israel and with Jordan. Uh, I think that there is a lot of concern about what will happen During the course of this year, we see more activity in in the Lebanese side, which has been very quiet. You Remember, during the Assad years, the border with Syria was quiet, and it would do all the attacks through Lebanon. Mm -hmm. Now, Lebanon is quiet, and any tensions and stuff are along the Syrian border. And what the outcome of, uh, and it could be so bloody in Idlib, uh, just on a humanitarian basis, aside yeah. from any concerns we have for Israel or, or Jordan or anybody else, the um, this this could be uh, very bloody, and with the specific interests that Iran's interests are unique, T- Turkey's interests are unique in the outcome here and what their stakes are, as true of the Russians as well.
0: And last week I mentioned that, um, again, we were talking about the Israeli humanitarian effort of you know basically coming to an end in that area in southwest Syria um, some people thought I was being cynical but I thought it was a good observation frankly that you know whatever intelligence Israel was able to gather just by being in there and by having people who were there you know now under their jurisdiction because they're helping them medically etc it was only to Israel's advantage now they've lost all that.
9: Well, I'm sure there's some truth to it, but uh, Israel's mission really was humanitarian. Two I am. Yeah, I'm not, not questioning and, that. And, I mean, they, they did. They want to see goodwill, but they were very realistic. In my discussions with the officers involved and in stuff, there, nobody was anticipating that there would be a sea change in attitude. Right. Although we have, we saw that some Syrian civilians were wishing Israel a happy new year. Hmm. And expressing appreciation because the word gets out, you know, when six thousand people are treated, you know, and each one has relatives and others, they can't say it publicly, because they can be killed for having gone for treatment to Israel. But obviously, everybody knows. Everybody saw the efforts, the the, the clinics that they built, uh, using and training Arab doctors to to staff them. But the and and the goods and the other things that Israel uh, has provided, including paying the salaries, perhaps, of some of the uh, rebel groups staying along the the border who who protected Israel and and were a sort of buffer. and Now that's gone. Uh, So, you know, Israel's intelligence till now has been pretty good. The fact that 200 attacks in 18 months against the shipments by Iran of weapons and hitting, you know, sensitive sites, um, I think is a pretty good tribute to that intelligence. And I think There's cooperation between the United States and Israel at a very high level on these things as well.
0: Uh, Finally, and I apologize, Yudin has a lot to tell us for Erev Shabbat Shuvah. I saw that, and you had this in the the Daily Alert, about the dramatic dip in successful ISIS attacks. And the numbers do prove that um, uh, ISIS is not nearly as effective, thank God, as they used to be. Is it a lack of funding? Is it uh, it the uh, inability to get more volunteers? Remember how how they were getting volunteers by the thousands when their efforts uh, uh, began? Is it simply the intelligence that Israel, the United States, and others have now against them around the world? What would you attribute it to?
9: Uh, All of the above are factors that we have uh, isolated them geographically and that's why this battle is really uh, the key because it's the real last remnant of that infrastructure. Uh, the, uh but ISIS is not dead that's that is the message that while the numbers are diminished it's still there and al qaeda is still there and we will see them arise and and they they organize in other countries and and appear then again you know you know need ISIS doesn't need big numbers in order to carry out attacks and, and right. engage in the terrorism etc so yes yeah, so this battle is very important about the future of ISIS. That's why the United States remains troops. I hope the United States will remain committed there because it's a presence to stop the cross-four-country uh, highway and efforts that that Iran is engaging. They announced that they want to build a railroad uh, through through Iraq into Syria, which is another effort for them to create this Shiite crescent um, through through uh, Lebanon to the Mediterranean. And the the sort of battle with ISIS is one aspect. And again, why I tell people, they really have to uh, understand and take time to figure out all the different parties, all the interaction of the parties in in this. It's very easy to come, and, and rumors have such uh, prevalence today that immediately everybody just assumes something is true or or happening uh... hezbollah for instance is getting the precision guidance systems for heavy rockets so there are continuing investments continuing iranian uh, shipments of weapons more sophisticated bigger uh... weapons and the um, uh, you know so we have multi-fronted wars uh, uh, with such complexity and that's why we need to have clarity and why a lot of the infighting and stuff really is so counterproductive.
0: That's for sure. Wishing you a happy, healthy, sweet new year and an easy fast. And hopefully we'll speak next week. We'll let the audience know uh, exactly what the schedule will be over the uh, the period between Yom Kippur and Sukkot. Great. Good-bye. To everyone. And a really healthy and happy year. Thank you so much. Malcolm Honline is Executive Vice-Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations Weekly Update Fridays here at JM in the AM. This time each and every Friday, every Arab Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Udin. Good morning, Nachum.
10: Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of welcoming the first Shabbos of the new year. Shabbos Shuvah the Shabbos upon which according to the Chinuch in the 30 psukim that we have in Parshas Vayelech, the shortest Parsha in the Torah we complete the Tariyag Mitzvahs the 612th and 613th Mitzvah of the Torah are found in this Parsha interestingly both of them relate to Torah itself, that the Torah closes with 612, the mitzvah of HaKel, that once in seven years, on the first day of Cholom following the Shemitah year, the Jewish nation is to come, men, women and children. And even though it is a positive mitzvah which is governed by time, and normally women are exempt therefrom, It joins the other two positive mitzvahs of the Torah, such as Kiddush on Friday night, that the Gemara tells us, koshe yeshno, whoever is included in the Shamar of Shabbos, whoever is included in the restrictions of Shabbos, is included in the Zohar of Shabbos, is included in the um, positive mitzvah of Shabbos of the recitation of Kiddush, A woman, if she's by herself, has to recite Kiddush. If the man has bad laryngitis and he can't speak, then the woman can, his wife can, recite Kiddush on his behalf. And the other positive mitzvah from the Torah, governed by time, is that of the matzah on the night of the Pesach Seder, whoever can't eat chametz is also obligated in the mitzvah of matzah these are the three positive mitzvos that women are obligated from the Torah and the purpose of this incredible gathering is, according to some, it's a kind of reenactment of our Sinai where the entire nation gathered together for the Importance of receiving Torah. Here too, the king, who represent, who is the representative of the Jewish nation, reads the Torah in the Azara of the Beis Hamikdash, and the Jewish nation filed by saw the king, heard the king, and it made a Roshim Because the Gemara asks at the beginning of Chagiga, it's understandable why the men are coming. It's understandable why the women are coming. Why the babies? Why the children coming? Don't tell me because we couldn't get a babysitter. No. The reason is because it is It is reward for those who bring them. Meaning what? That it's going to make It's going to make an impression on the children. They're going to realize, wow, look at this. The entire nation is gathered together. For what purpose? For the purpose of learning Torah, showing proper respect for the Torah. So this is the 612th mitzvah. And according to the Chinuch who follows the uh, count of the Rambam, the 613th mitzvah is for each Jew to write a Sefer Torah for himself. Now, the reason for this, explains the Chinuch, is that it is known about human beings that they carry out their matters according to the resources that are available to them. Therefore, Hashem commanded us that every single Jew should have a Torah scroll ready, literally at hand, so that he can read it always and he'll not need to go for it to the home of his friends. Okay? Now, in order that he may learn to fear Hashem, and thus he'll come to know, understand his mitzvos that are more precious and and cherishable than gold, even much fine gold. In simple English, what we're saying is as follows. Go back in the days of the Torah. There's no printing press. If you didn't have a Torah scroll to read from, well, you had to go to your neighbor to borrow one. There's certain things that you, well, you can borrow from your neighbor. But for one thing, your neighbor needs it. For another thing, it's very costly. The Torah basically says, you are to have a Torah scroll. The rush understands this mitzvah, that basically a Jew should have a Jewish library. And it's so important that everybody listening should realize that there are certain basic uh, books that a Jewish home is to have. I'm not going to enumerate them, but clearly, it's to have the Torah, it's to have a Siddur, and it's to have books of Jewish law. And the idea is that the more books that you have, and today, thank God, there's so much available in all languages, including the art scroll, Shas, that even those who didn't have the opportunity to study in yeshivos when they were younger, or even those who studied in yeshiva but didn't take it seriously at the time. And now, Baruch Hashem, as the expression goes, the seichel kumt nachti yorin, now they are serious, Baruch Hashem, you can sit down, and take out the art scroll Gemara, and you can open up doors that heretofore were closed to you. This is included in the um, last mitzvah in the Torah. And just know that the Torah doesn't say, Write the Torah. The Torah says, Kisvul Ha'chemes HaShira hazos. Literally, you are to write the song of Ha'azinu, which we're going to read, please God, next Shabbos. But more important, it, the Torah itself is called a song, and one of the reasons why the Torah is called a song is because the Torah is understood on so many different levels, and I'd like to share with you because this Shabbos has a very special designation to it. The Shabbos is Shabbos Shuvah, so called because it is the Shabbos within the 10 days of Aserisim et Shuvah between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, as well as the Haftorah for the Shabbos comes from the Navi Hoshea, who calls out to the Jewish people and says, Shuvah Yisrael, that this is the time that we have the literal obligation as. Rabbi NoYona writes in Shari Tshuva: There is independent of the mitzvah of tshuva that is incumbent on the Jew all year long. There is a separate mitzvah to do tshuva on Yom Kippur. Kibayom Alechem. On this day, we are we receive Kapora, the Tahiraschem to purify you. Right before God mikol literally from all your sins now I'd like to share with you an interesting insight into tshuva, which comes from one of the essays of Rav Nebuchadnezzar Shlita the Rav of uh, the Era Atika and uh, we wish him a Rav And I want you to take a peek at the closing psukim of chapter 16 that is going to be the Kriyasa Torah for Mitz Hashem Yom Kippur. So the first part of the Kriyasa Torah going through the first 28 psukim deal with the specific avodah of Yom Kippur, the specific service of the day of Yom Kippur, which we go through step by step in our repetition of the Musaf Shemona Esrei on Yom Kippur. And we ask Hashem to look upon our tefillos as if we actually reenacted the avoda, which, please God, will be coming to the third base Hamikdash speedily in our day. But starting with verse 29 through verse 34, the Torah speaks about not the Avodah but some of the laws of Yom Kippur including the Inui, that we are to afflict ourselves. The term Inui is found five times in the Torah, not here, but between here, and more and Pinchas. And as a result, the rabbis tell us there are five different inuiim of Yom Kippur, which please God will speak about, Erev Yom Kippur. But I want you to take note of one thing. The Torah uses the term that and this shall be for you the Chukas Olam Chukas Olam is translated by art scroll as an eternal decree what does that mean, an eternal decree? it means that only Hashem could write a book over 3,000 years ago where He is basically saying that that which I am commanding you today will be observed eternally. It's going to be observed for thousands of years. And the only one who could ever write something like that is somebody who knows all of history, controls all of history, and knows that there always will be Jews who, thank God, are going to be fasting this coming Uh, Tuesday night and Wednesday, Yom HaKippurim. And that in itself is a very exciting term, chukas olam. However, the Torah uses this expression of chukas olam no less than four times. So it's calling our attention to it. And at first glance, what is the chukas olam? A chok we know is a law which defies logic, Okay. Why can't I wear shatneys, wool and linen together? I don't know. As opposed to a mishpat, a law which we can comprehend, this is a law which we cannot comprehend. So now the question is, what is the chukas olam referring to on Yom Kippur? So at first glance, it refers to the avoda. I have two goats from which I have a lottery, one goat, Will be slaughtered. Its blood will be sprinkled in the Holy of Holies, and the second goat is going to be sent la zazel, the four entries into the Kodesh Hakadoshim, the seir ha zazel that goat over which the kohen gadol uh, atones and says, Vidui confesses the sins of the entire nation, and that this goat has the capacity to bring about atonement, explain it to me, why, how, we don't know, okay, and that this avodah has to be done precisely, if I only have one goat, we don't say, let the one goat go either in or out, if you don't have everything, you don't have anything, so you could say that the chukas olam is going on the avodah, or, more specifically, the chukas olam, this eternal decree. Cree. What is it going on? The Schok, a law which I can't understand, is going on. The Sora Mishtaleyah. Why does it work? How does it work? Okay, that it atones for the sins of the Jewish people. And just like the Pora Aduma, the Kohen who prepared the Kohen, the Pora Aduma, which purifies others, he became Tomei. Here too, the Ish Iti, the person who brings it to the midbar, to the desert, and brings it up to the top of the mountain, where it is thrown down and it becomes dismembered and then what happens? He himself becomes Tomei, he brings uh, a Kapora, he brings atonement, he brings forgiveness and in the process he becomes Tomei put your hands down, don't ask why, it's a chok, alright and however, where does he bring it, the Torah says, to Erez Gezerah, and the Gemara in Yuma, Chavzayin Ami Bey says, Don't ask questions. I, God, have ordered it to be like this. So asks Rav Nevenso, Shlita, Okay, is this the only thing we don't understand? Now tell me, the Kohen God will sprinkle the blood of the goat, Lashem, one up and seven down. Do you know why? So once again, he asks the question, what is the Torah referring to at the end of the paragraph of chapter 16 that the Torah calls Yom Kippurim Chok Hukas Olam? And the answer is a beautiful one. His answer is that Yom Kippur itself is an eternal decree or a decree, as you'll hear in a moment, that goes against the world. What does that mean? Yom Kippur, as as we know, is a day of tshuva, a day of repentance. Now, think about tshuva for a moment. Tshuva goes against the natural order of this world. Now, what does that mean in simple English? It means as follows. Day to day, we can affect what's going on in the present, in the here and now, and what's going to happen in the future. I could sell you something, and I can make a condition. It will not be yours until, quote unquote, a year from now. That's one way that I can sell something to you, or I can sell it to you right now. However, one thing we can't do is we can't influence the past. I can't, in any kind of a legal or, quote, kosher way, predate and say, I sold it to you a year ago, when in reality I'm not selling it until now. I can't affect the past. The past is, and I can't touch the past. Yet, what is tshuva? What is repentance all about? Tshuva does that. It rectifies the past. It transforms the past. The Gemara says, Rish in Yuma, Pevav Amibes, Amare Shlokish, Gidola Chuva Great is Chuva Shizdonos, that a willful sin, one that a person did intentionally, Nase Slokish Gogos, can be looked upon upstairs as a showgate, as one that was done inadvertently by mistake, Shinemar. And he cites the first pasuk of this Shabbos Hav Shuvah Yisrael. Listen carefully. Return, O Israel, Unto Hashem your God, ba'avonecha. Because you have stumbled in your Avon. Avon is an iniquity. Avon is a sin which is done willfully. Avon Mezidu, the Gemara asks... Avon is something which is willful. The Kokarile Mirsho and the Navi Hoshea calls it a stumbling, which is a shogeg, um, something done inadvertently. And what's the answer? The answer is that if a person does it, if a person does chuva with love getting close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, totally regretting that which he has done he has the ability to transform that which happened in the past and unbelievable he can transform it from an Avera to a Mitzvah Okay, and now listen very carefully this unbelievable ability to do this is based on a concept, first of all, number one, the Gemara in Psochim 54a teaches us that seven phenomena were created before Hashem created this world, and one of those seven I'll tease you, take a look in Pesachim 54a for the other six. But one of these seven is tshuva. Why did Hashem have to create it before the world was created? Because it goes against this world. In this world, once I've broken your window, I can say I'm sorry from today to tomorrow. The act is done. Here. By saying, I'm sorry to Hashem for that which I have done. Now, there's no question about it. I broke your window, I have to pay for it. But here, that Hashem has the ability to literally wipe the slate clean, that it hasn't happened, this is a chukas olam. So even though Art scroll correctly translates Hukas olam as an eternal decree, Rav says this is chukas olam, a chuk, a law without our understanding that goes against this worldly. It is, if I can say, otherworldly. Okay, and the Torah de Belio takes you to Tilim 139, Pasuk 16, yamim yutsaru velo echad bohem, Literally, this day is most unique. The low to him, echad. There's one day which is different from all other days in the year, and what is that? This day is Yom Purim. Vayera vayvoker. The end of the very first paragraph. Yom echad. It doesn't say as the others. Sheni shlishi revi, which is part of a continuum. Right? It should have said Rishon, because Hashem knows there's a Shani Shlishi Revi. Echad, it's the day which is Miyuchad. It's the one day which to the rest of the world appears like any other day. Sunrise, sunset. But for us, it's a very different kind of a day. And where do we find this concept? We find it by Hatoras Nadorib. What does that mean? In Halacha, you can transform the past. I want to go on a diet. And so, me and Shwoka Cake. It's just, I can't fight choker cake. So what do I do? I take a neder, and I say that choker cake should be usher to me as if it was a karbon. I, You can eat the choker cake, but if I eat it, I am eating something which is not kosher. I've made, to me, I've made the choker cake prohibited. I come, and it's summertime, I come to m- visit my mom, and guess what? She says, oh, sunny boy, I, ba- I knew you were coming She doesn't know about my neder. I beg for you a chocolate cake. What am I supposed to do? I know she worked so hard. I know it would mean so much to her for me to have it. So I run, I say, Mom, give me a moment. I run downstairs. I say to her, Mom, I forgot something in my car. I find three Jews. And I say, sit down. I've got to tell you. Had I known, right? Had I known that my mom would have made a cake, I never would have made this neder. This is charata. This is a Pesach. And so the rabbis, the three gentlemen say to me, Mutolach, 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 it is now permissible so there's a source in halacha that you can undo. My friends, why do we start Yom Kippur with Kol Nidre? If I were to ask you, be honest, on Shabbat Shuvah, would you have suggested that we start the holiest night of the year with Kol Nidre. I know that the Dharam are important, that our vows, but what's the answer? Within the vow lies this capacity that it can be undone. There's a way of literally uprooting it, and this is what Shuvah is all about, that Hashem created this phenomenal ability for us to undo the past. And so my wish is that we take advantage of um, this opportunity. I'm sorry I didn't have a chance, but I recommend that you look in Mesilas Yeshua in chapter 4, the passage which begins Vim Tomar Im Midas Adin Omedes. I wanted to read for you from the Masilas Yeshuram, but time does not permit it. Take a look yourself. I just want everybody to understand how special Chuva is. Take advantage of it understand that it's literally a gift that our Kodesh Baruch Hu gives us. And while it is available on a technical note all year long, Dirshu Hashem, Behi o, which is from the Haftorah that we said yesterday or two days ago on Som um, Gedalia, he is waiting for our Shuva. Let us respond and say, Hashem, we want to come. Close to you as well. Shabbat shalom and a gemarch to
0: all. JM in the AM Friday. My thanks to Rabbi Yudin, of course. Uh, many Shabbos Shuvah drushes this Shabbos. I'm glad we were able to kick that tradition off uh, with Rabbi Yudin's words this morning here at JM in the AM. Well, I am told Yaakov Shweki's is going to join us, but we're going to start with Ellie Beer because there's so much to discuss regarding the concert in Israel. Those of you who will be in the Holy Land a week from Thursday night, that's 13 days from now, on Thursday night, Cholomoed at Binyanei HaOma, Mordechai Shapiro, who joined us twice yesterday, and Yaakov Shweki will be in concert at Binyanei HaOma, the Israel Jerusalem uh, uh, Convention Center that everybody's familiar with. Why? Because friends of United Hatzalah in Israel have another stellar landmark event that's going to be happening that night. Shweki and Shapiro together, you're all invited. It's very simple. No matter where you are around the world right now, if you're going to be in Israel for Sukkis, go to the website right now, concertinisrael.com, concertinisrael.com. Ellie Beer uh, leads United Hatzalah of Israel. Ellie, shalom and Shanatova. Shalom from Yerushalayim Uh, A happy, healthy, and sweet New Year to you. I hope it's been a good start uh, of the year for United Hatzalah of Israel. I-, I chuckle only because we always say that the only thing we want you guys to do is deliver babies. Outside of that, we'd like you to help keep people out of the hospital, frankly. Uh, give us an update. Tell us how the organization is doing. Tell us how it's growing. And then we'll talk about the big event coming up Thursday, Cholamoid.
11: So Nachum, you just wish us the best wish everyone wants to do, uh, <laughs> deliver babies and Chassidshom not to have any other incident. Twenty minutes ago, we had a baby delivered in the street <laughs> near Ashdod, Wow. on the way to the hospital. And this is something that uh, we do every day. We have three babies delivered by United Otzal in Israel every day. Um, during Rosh Hashanah, we had I think nine. It was a busy restaurant minute for us. And Yom Kippur, we hope to uh, have a lot more. You know, when women uh, are almost there or in, uh, or fasting, you know, the baby uh, usually gets hungry and he wants to get out
0: really yeah, quick. The day after Yom Kippur, I'm told, is a very busy one for United Hot That's for sure. J.M. in the AM on this Friday morning. All right. Uh, we're going to speak to Yaakov Shweki in a moment. Tell everybody in this audience why the concert is so important for your efforts. So this
11: is the 18th year. We're doing this uh, incredible concert in Syracuse. We do the best shows uh, I think Israel ever saw. Uh, We do uh, the best best performers, of course. Uh, Everything is the best because we're doing it to save lives. We want to make sure people come, they enjoy themselves, and they get to support the life-saving work of uh, 5,000 volunteers who work you work for Amishra, work for the people living in Israel, but also visiting in Israel. And um, every one of us who listens to your show, of course, has relatives in Israel or comes to visit in Israel. We protect them. And in order to do that, in order to buy the oxygen tanks and uh, equipment and to, to have the radio system and everything else we need, uh, we need to have uh, the funding for that, and we do a
0: concert once a year. By the way, so, I think. By the way, and we're yeah. gonna, and we're going to introduce Yakov Shweki in a second. He's with us. We're going to introduce him in a second. But I just have to stress, Ellie. Uh, not only do we have relatives in Israel, there are people here now in the United States that you have helped when they visited Israel. I know this from personal experience. So to say that everybody who's listening is a potential beneficiary of the work of United Hatzalah of Israel is an accurate statement.
11: You're 100% right. You know, since we started United Hatzalah of Israel, we lowered a response time to uh, 90 seconds in many cities around Israel and three minutes nationwide. We have treated over 3.5 million people. Many of them live in America now, and you're right. Many of them are listening to the show right now. So this is a time when you go back to Israel, uh, you should – you should definitely, if you come to Israel for tickets, you should definitely join the best concert of the, not only the year, I think the century, but uh, if you're not coming to the concert, think of your relatives in Israel who are there. Let's yeah. them, buy them a couple of tickets. And uh, you, you yourself just told me I'm buying a few tickets for my friends in Israel. Yeah. You should do that. And everyone here on the, on the, you should finish the tickets today.
0: Bezrat Hashem. All right, Yaakov Shweki is with us. Yaakov Shanatovatiug, Mark Simatova, welcome. To J.M. in the A.M.
5: Thank you so much. Shana tovah, It's great to hear also Eli on the line, who I know for so many years. Eli, machatimatovah, uh, shana
4: tovah
0: to you and your family. It's great having both of you on, uh, Yaakov Shweki, Before we talk about the concert, you and I have had a chance to talk about the brand new album and some of the songs that you've presented to the Jewish world over the last few weeks and months. Uh, it, it, it's even hotter than it was the last time we spoke, and I assume that some of those new selections are going to uh, find their way into the program Thursday night holomoid in Jerusalem.
5: Well, Moshe, first of all, that's an educated assumption because you've been in this business for so many years. <laughs> you know, you know exactly what's going to happen. So I, I, I concur with that, and I just want to say that besides having new songs and a
2: lot of the new
5: elements. Um, we are writing up a whole new uh, production for, for concerts. and of course, Hatzala is going to be um, is going to be a, a, a major, major part of the Israel. Uh, this Hatsella is the show because, like you said before, you talk about saving lives and you talk about music and you talk about unity, united Hatzela. There's so many factors involved that are synonymous with music. Does you know? I was just in Johannesburg a few weeks.
0: Right, we heard. Right.
5: ...for thousands of people there. And the amount of lives that, that you talk about music reaches and how you talk about this album, you talk about the songs, you talk about the music is, is so... I tell this to Ellie. I know him for so many years. You talk about music and Hattella coming together as one. It's not, it's, no, it's not just a statement. It's the truth. People come to support the group. great organization that everybody knows. Everybody knows United Hattella. I don't have to talk too much about what it does. I have a friend actually... Yecheskel was is involved, and he is actually working for us. He told me, Yaakov, you have no. Idea. He says, you sing for them, you talk about them. I'm, i I live it. I know Eli Beer lives it, and he's a divine. And you can talk about it all you want, but when you live it and you see it, there is no word that can express um,
4: mm-hmm.
5: such an organization and what it does for Kollel
0: yeah. no, Sorry about that, Yaakov yeah. <laughs> Shweiki and Eli Beer with us. Yaakov, you're you're 100% right about the organization, and and there's something special about the way they've built up this event. Uh, This has become, and you've been there before, so you know this firsthand, this has become really the the landmark event, I would say, for the international Jewish community at this point. And it seems when people come, and a lot of people who you're going to see Thursday night Cholomoed are from outside of Israel normally, you know, who are visiting Israel for Yom when they come in that relaxed atmosphere of being, you know, part of the Chag in Israel, and not having the time constraints of having to run home, you know, toward the second half of the concert and all that. It's a a different atmosphere, just a wonderful night where everyone gets to spend time together and really enjoy the music. Do you get that feeling, that it simply has a different Avira than most other events?
5: uh, Very true. Very, very true. There's a lot of people that I know throughout the years and relationships that we've made um, that come there and expect, expect the concert so the end-to-end, they sit there and they enjoy. You're, you're in Israel. What could be better? You're in Israel. You're listening to music. You're there on Sukkot. And you're supporting a great organization. So uh, no question, over the years, uh, I've enjoyed that concert so much. You know, that Ellie, Ellie, and Ellie does things, by the way. Ellie's is known to do things first class. There's right. no, you, you, bring, you bring the right music, you bring the right lighting, you bring everything, you bring the right sound, everything, everybody knows that when they come, he expects a great concert, and he does that year after year after year. And I've been a part of this for so many years. So you're 100% right. There's a certain avirah uh, in the air that, that's the correct word. That, that is uh, no question. You're in Israel. You listen to music.
0: It's phenomenal. Isn't Mordecai Shapiro a great fit for the event?
5: No question. I, you know what? He's, he's making me feel old because <laughs> I remember I was thinking when he was a kid. Um singing I think in a choir say, in Miami boys whatever it was. And I was doing a concert. I already started my uh <clears throat> my career. When I got older and I uh, people, my son reminded me, he sent me a video the other day of me singing with him when he was a kid. I'm like,
4: Wow <laughs> oh, <boy.
5: laughs> But yeah, no question, he's a great fit and he's, he's definitely uh somebody that that that's singing
0: the Ellie Beer, you're getting some amazing endorsements for your organization this morning. Friends of United Hatzalah of Israel, Thursday night, Cholomoed, Binyanei Haoma. Very simple, no matter where around the world you're listening right now. Concertinisrael.com, Concertinisrael.com. Ellie, it must be a, a very good feeling to hear these words about the work you're doing.
11: Well, listen, uh, Yakov Shrek is... Uh known everywhere around the world. And I can tell you this year we have visitors who are coming to Israel from Panama, from Brazil, from Mexico, Argentina, South Africa, Australia, United States, of course, Israel all over, and many other countries in Europe, England, that are coming to Yaakov Shweki and Mordechai Shapiro. And the truth is they're coming to listen to the greatest, you know, uh, music and singing and, and Avira, but they're coming to support uh, life-saving that is so crucial for Israel, yep. especially in these days. So we, we really, all, this, all these things together, when you go on the, on the site to concertinisrael.com and you buy a ticket, you know you're not really buying a ticket. You're buying a defibrillator, you're buying a bag of equipment, you're buying an oxygen tank, and that's how you should look at it. So you're coming to enjoy the best concert with Jakob uh, Shwek, who's um, honored to have him again. He's not, this is not his first time and we did many, many shows around the world uh, for United at Settlement with Yaakov. He is a Neshama. He's really a Neshama. What he does, what his wife does, his whole family's involved in Chesed. So to have him in our concert is nothing better.
0: There you have it, everybody. ConcertInIsrael.com. ConcertInIsrael.com. Thursday night. Cholamoid Binyane Yerushalayim. Go to the website now, get your tickets, get ready to enjoy, and get ready to support an amazing cause that helps Jews around the world. How is it possible for a life-saving organization based in Israel to help Jews around the world? Eli does it, and he does it very, very well. Uh, Yaakov Shweki, Tadara Abba, G'mar and good luck. Good luck. Enjoy Sukkot in Israel.
5: Thank you very much, G'mar everyone, and I can't wait. I cannot wait to be on that stage in Israel,
0: God willing. It's going to be an amazing night. Ellie Shana Tova, like I said, let's make it a, a year of uh, helping women uh, give birth to a lot of babies and keeping people out of the hospital for other reasons. And United Hatzalah, I know, for whatever situation, will be there for Jews around the world. I hope the concert, I'm sure the concert, will be a major success. Amen.
11: It'll be a major success. And if anyone wants to go on sale, you could write an email to sales at concertinisrael.com. Someone will get back to them. They have many ways of buying the tickets. And don't forget, it's Sedaka. And uh, it's also, you're getting a uh, tax deduction for a majority of your donations. So do it. Do it today before it's too late and you don't have any more seats
0: left. 100%. If you're going to be in Israel for Sukkot, do it now. And Tadarabah to both Ellie Beer and Yaakov Shweki. ConcertInIsrael.com. The email, as Ellie just said, sales at concertinisrael.com. Dot com. Sales at ConcertInIsrael.com. That would be the, the most effective way to be in touch directly with someone. And again, if you want to just order the ticket through the website, you could do that very easily and take care of it now. Friday morning, Erev Shabbat at JM in the AM. We got the big holidays coming up. Yom Kippur is Tuesday night, Wednesday. Sukkos is the following Sunday night. And of course, the Cholomoyd experience is going to be amazing at all the different places that are going to be having special concerts and celebrations around the world. But none like you shall lie. I want to remind everybody, this coming Sunday, I will be there, and I certainly hope you will be there, this coming Sunday in Brooklyn, New York, when the um, Ohel family invites everybody in the community to come and enjoy a tour of the most incredible facility, the Jaffa Family Campus in Brooklyn, New York. Come to the grand opening celebration this coming Sunday 11.30 until 2 o'clock. The Welcome Tours will be going on during that two-and-a-half-hour period at 1268 East 14th Street in Brooklyn, New York. The Jaffa family and Aaron and Ruthie Rice are chairing the event. They're inviting everybody to go to olfamily.org. olfamily.org or dial 718-972-9338. 718-972-9338. Candle lighting 646 in New York. It's Erev Shabosh Shuvah in time. The Say Good Shabbos with Journeys at JM and the AM. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world in the web at NachomSingle.com on the Single Network. And of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing week. A short week, but an amazing week here at the Single Network and JM in the AM. Uh, Don't forget, lots of great programming coming up. Naomi Nachman is next with Table for Two. Mark Zamek, Kedem presents the Erev Shabbos show coming up at 10 o'clock. Kedem presents Arab Shabbos music mix coming up at 1 o'clock. Harry Rothenberg's video uh, Torah portion vlog, 1 p.m. in audio fashion here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Tomorrow night, I've Rummy with Saturday Night Siegel. And of course, on um, Sunday, JM Sunday with Matis, we're back here. On Monday morning, today's um, uh, Dvar Torah, Torah portion by Yudin was in honor of a rafur from Mayor Ben Chana, in honor of a rafur from Mayor Ben Chana. Please keep in mind, keep him in mind over Shabbos. Have a great Shabbos, wonderful weekend, everybody, until Monday. Nachum Sigal, reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.